Will I still have a house in a month? Home is love. Affordable housing really fills a need. Home is hope. You're always grateful to have a roof over your head. Eden Housing is that hope. Welcome to the Affordable Housing Podcast, brought to you by Eden Housing. Getting anything done in regional politics requires building coalitions. John Joya, chair of the Contra Costa County Board of Supervisors, is a master at it. Hi, I'm Joanne Green, and on this episode of the Affordable Housing Podcast, brought to you by Eden Housing, I'm speaking with Supervisor Joya. First elected in 1998, John's been overwhelmingly re-elected five times and represents 210,000 residents in the Western, which is the most urban and diverse area of the county. Welcome, John. Good to be here. So tell us about Contra Costa County and the diversity both culturally and geographically, in your district? Well, well, Contra Costa County, which is about 1.1 million people, uh, is a pretty diverse um, and varied place. It's almost like three counties. The western part, which I represent, is urban and um, uh, higher immigrant population. So that's, Im- that's Richmond? That's West Richmond, El Cerrito, Kensington, San Pablo, El Sobrante, Pinole. So that's the western area. And then central Contra Costa County is more suburban, some more affluent communities like uh, Danville and Blackhawk and San Ramon, but also Walnut Creek and Concord and Orinda, Moraga. Uh, Eastern part of Contra Costa, which is seeing a large influx of residents from other parts of the county because housing has been more affordable out there. Uh, Areas like Antioch, Brentwood, and Oakley, which is in our agricultural zone as well. In fact, uh, that right now is one of the most affordable parts of the county from a housing perspective. So we're, we're like three different counties. We tend to be a bellwether county and reflect a lot of the state because we do have this uh, variability. So reaching consensus in Contra Costa is not always easy because of that uh, diversity. I see. So what is the biggest challenge um, that is faced here in Contra Costa County for creating more housing? Well, I I have pretty strong beliefs here. And there's 19 cities and the county. So you have 20 different land use agencies. Challenging. Right. And frankly, I don't think um, most of our cities have done the best job at creating housing. I think there is still resistance because of traffic issues, environmental issues. People are concerned about increased uh, commute times. We obviously need to do a better job not just in this county, but in the, in the Bay Area and statewide on, on housing. There are some cities that have done a better job. Frankly, I think some cities out here in West County, like El Cerrito and, and Richmond and San Pablo, uh, have done uh, a good job of adding more housing. Some other cities around the county as well. But there there has been resistance that needs to change. And I think this is going to be a, a larger education effort. Is some of it NIMBY, not in my backyard? Yes, of course, definitely. I, th- I think there's a bit of concern about traffic, concerned about a changing community, and I, I think, frankly, some of that is about race and class, uncomfortable subjects that people don't want to always talk about. This is why and uh, uh, we need to look more at the carrot and stick approach to various ways to get jurisdictions to build more housing and to approve more housing. And a point that needs to be made is how critical it is to have affordable housing near transportation. Oh, it is. And, you know, I serve also on the State Air Resources Board where we're implementing the state's climate change policy. And if we want to have less air pollution, better quality air, 
fight climate change, um, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, you want housing in infill areas in their transit so people are not using their cars. And there's a lot of funding available to encourage infill housing near transit. And that's the right place. We have lots of opportunities here in Contra Costa for that. And um, I think that presents a great opportunity for us. So have you worked closely with Eden over the years on projects in this area? I, I've had a great relationship with Eden. Eden is, is basically a, a, a great partner on affordable housing uh, projects. Uh, we've worked, the county's worked with them. We've provided funding um, for a number of their projects. The um, Miraflores project uh, right here in Richmond, which was the site of an old uh, Japanese nursery, is being converted into housing, uh, much-needed housing in Richmond. Great use of that site while also preserving some of the history of that site, which I think is really important. The Miraflores Project, I think, will be a, just a great example of, of infill development. Eden Housing works well with other nonprofit agencies as well, which is, which is important. Great capacity, great executive director, and a great team. There you go. So you mentioned that cities, in many instances, are reluctant to move forward on affordable housing projects. What can the state do to support local entities, cities, counties, as they try to create more affordable housing? I, I think it's a combination of this. Uh, one is funding, another is policy. And also the best way to get local jurisdictions to meet their um, obligation to build more housing is to provide more incentives to do it and, frankly, more penalties when they're not doing it. I know some of my colleagues in local government... Kind of like raising kids, really. Yeah, there we go. Bo- both work. You need the, the carrot and the stick. and um, Threats and bribes. And, um, <laughs> I, I, you know... Having more fund, getting more transportation funding, for example, for local streets and roads, uh, getting more infrastructure funding, I think it's really vital to link that type of funding to housing production. Not just getting the right zoning for density, but actually with housing production numbers, because that's really what we need. And then also, how do we deny or not provide as much funding to those jurisdictions that are not meeting their obligations. I know that's tough, but I think we need to do some of that. I do think that there are some policy changes that need to occur as well, like you know, how do you streamline and make it easier to approve certain types of development that may be near, um, near transit. But honestly, I think the biggest issue is local political will or the lack of it in building housing. So does education make a difference? Education does, which means education to the general public to understand why housing is important for everybody. Because this is a problem we all face, unless you're in the top 1%. But this is, a, this is an issue not just for low-income residents. It's an issue for middle-class Californians and, frankly, even upper-middle class. And um, I, I look at the situation of my own son, who graduated from college a few years ago and got a job as a computer programmer, and was basically renting a bedroom in a house uh, over in San Mateo County for, for around twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month, without with, without even the right to use the kitchen. He's now actually living for a while in Tokyo in a studio that's half the price of what he was renting here. So it's an issue that affects all Californians. Teachers. My father was a high school teacher here in Richmond, and he was able to buy his his house on a teacher's salary. That's really hard to do today. Those days are over. over. And, I can, uh, and I can say I could not afford buying the house that I live in today that I bought 30 years ago. I mean, that's really 
the, the problem. Unless we get a handle on housing affordability, I think we risk sort of the, the prosperity that we have here in, in the Bay Area. So um, I, this, this is uh, a lot, uh, an important issue, and many other things flow from it, and we need more political will at the local level. You mentioned that you grew up in Richmond. Richmond's going through a lot of changes th- these days. I'm guessing it's very different than uh, the it, city it in is. which you were raised. It is. And, and actually, going further back, I, we moved to Richmond when I was about 10. Prior to that, we lived in the Mission District in San Francisco. Think about how that's changed. And what you're seeing in the Mission District and what you're seeing today in Richmond is um, gentrification that is pushing a lot of longtime residents out. Just having the new ferry service from Richmond to San Francisco, 30-minute ride, is uh, affecting housing prices uh, over at Marina Bay on the Richmond shoreline. So there is a big concern here in Richmond, and a lot of important work is happening to try to protect existing residents and have them get the value of of our policies to increase housing. What we don't want to have happen is increase housing and force out long, long, uh, long-term residents. Some of it's unavoidable. Some of it, well, I think if we're thoughtful and careful, we can keep that to a minimum. Um, we, we need to have, we need to consider the impact of all our policies on existing residents, um, as well as those who are, who are moving here, which is why I think there are three main areas we need to really think about. We need to produce more housing, we need to preserve the housing we have, and we need to um, have protections so some people call that the three P's, right? Have protections for existing um, existing homeowners. We need to do all of those things together to create sort of a just approach to this. Chevron is located right here in Contra Costa County. Are they doing anything to address the issue of affordable housing? Well, I don't believe in, in general employers, in con- large employers in Contra Costa are, are really doing much. It's just been recent that the employers in the South Bay, the tech, large tech employers, are beginning to do something. There's complaints that they're not. I think all employers, especially large employers, need to do more. And um, if we're going to um, attract jobs here, which is a good thing, we want to create the housing to be as close as possible. So I, I, think, I think we need to involve all employers. And so that has not yet happened. I'm co-chairing along with one of my colleagues on the Board of Supervisors, Candace Anderson, um, an affordable housing task force here with stakeholders to look at how we can come up with funding and solutions to more of this. You know, uh, housing is a regional problem and can only get solved on a regional level. We can't solve this on a city-by-city or even county-by-county basis. It has to be regional, just like air quality and water quality. You don't solve these city-by-city. Regional issues have to get solved regionally. In an ideal world, what would the large employers be doing to create more affordable housing? There's a lot of controversy regarding impact fees for commercial development, but I think that's one opportunity that um, having a sort of a, a an impact fee on on office development um, that can be used uh, and leverage other other dollars for affordable housing is one way. Of course, that places it on those who are developing property for commercial purposes. I do think that large employers can help contribute and uh, be active on formation of affordable housing trust funds. Uh, And I know some of that has happened in the South Bay. So those are two examples. Providing opportunities for uh, their employers to to use transit and um, help 
help provide incentives is 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 a good approach doesn't really create the housing but creates supports the transit which i think is an important piece of this as well we have a governor now in the state of california who is sympathetic to these issues right what what's your opinion of how things have been going in sacramento i i think uh, this governor is, is 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 i think will be good in terms of exercising leadership he comes out of you know, experience um, being mayor of a city and county in San Francisco. And I think he understands the challenges that uh, cities and counties face and that this region faces. He's shown also a willingness to exercise leadership and, and be bold. Actually, I, I uh, applauded his effort to sue um, a city in Southern California that was not producing housing. I think you need to take drastic, bold steps like that. It's not business as usual. He's focused a lot on housing also for, for homeless individuals, which I think is also important. And he's expressed support for a number of the bills going through the legislative process that will create more opportunities. So I think he'll be good, and um, I think he's bold. So we'll, we'll see where, where all, all this goes. I will say, in working on all of these issues, it does come down to moving the public to support housing. And, and I, and I want to tell one brief story that I think sort of reflects what we need to do. A few years ago, there was a multifamily project proposed in, in the city of Richmond that was in a, in, in, on the site of a, of a rundown property. And it was mostly surrounded by single family homes, not all. It would have also accommodated previously homeless families. The folks from the neighborhood came to the meeting and said, gee, we don't want this type of housing. What is it going to bring to our communities or previously homeless people? And a woman in the room stood up and she said, you're talking about me. I used to be homeless. And she was someone who lived in the neighborhood. She said, I used to be homeless. I, I live here in this neighborhood. I, I, I work. I have a career. And that comment changed the whole tone of that meeting because it became one of us not us versus them. So I think that's what we need to do more of. It needs to be all of us. This is all about us. This is not an us versus them thing. Um, granted, there will be some communities where this is will be harder to achieve, but I think we, we need to find that common ground and, and talk about that. I think you're absolutely right. Imagine for a moment, if you will, that you were governor of California. What would you do to address the transit and housing challenges that we're facing in this state? Well, I'd, I'd probably do a lot of things that my colleagues in local government wouldn't like. <laughs> I would link more funding, state funding, to the actual production of housing. And also the current process where the whole housing elements uh, in, in local general plans are sort of meaningless. They, there's not a lot of teeth to enforcing them. So I, I would actually link funding, both, as I said earlier, incentive funding and deny funding to jurisdictions that are not building enough housing. Because ultimately, this is a local land use issue. You're never going to get the state to... state doesn't have the authority to approve housing developments. So what can the state do to provide the political and financial incentive? The other thing we need to do, and this is a longer conversation, is, is reform Proposition 13, which um, also is somewhat of a disincentive on, on approving housing. So we need to change the financial mechanisms so folks on local city councils and boards of supervisors will be more apt seeing the financial advantages and the political advantages to, uh, to approving housing. And that's not going to happen overnight, but will take time. Are you hopeful? 
there's a part of me that's hopeful and there's a part of me that is still cautious about our chances of success. I think until people begin to see real pain to them, then they they don't act. So people are beginning to see that. But I'm I'm optimistic that there are so many great individuals and organizations leaders, grassroots or uh, individuals who want to take this issue on and are fighting for it. And I think that's our hope. We're not going to get this done without really strong grassroots support combined with strong political leadership and business leadership and labor leadership. We need all of those things. Well, we applaud your commitment and your efforts to really ensure that there is affordable housing in Contra Costa County. My guest has been John Joya, chair of the Contra Costa Board of Supervisors. I'm Joanne Green. To listen to more episodes of the Affordable Housing Podcast, we invite you to visit EdenHousing.org. Yeah.